All right, so this is a book club without a club. Oh, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> So this is this is Ryan, and this is Joy, and the this is you're currently listening to the smooth sounds of the book club without a club. Just kidding. I'm gonna cut that out. No, you can't. <laughs> and we are in in a different room. This is actually the room that started it all. Just down there. A different end. Yeah. So. This way people can't stare at us, but I just realized the door's open. Oh, well. Just a crack. I think it's fine. <laughs> oh! Before, uh, before we dive into today's book, um, I saw that that uh, Michael Mann is coming out with a sort of quote-unquote sequel to Heat, but it's going to be a book. So he's, there's going to be a novel, Heat 2. Michael Mann. He directed. He directed Heat from the the movie and the Miss High Sandwich. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> so yeah, so there's going to be a, a sort of sort of sequel, but it's going to be a novel instead of a instead of a, a movie. Really? He's writing it with someone. I can't remember. I can't remember who, but but I thought that was a interesting. Yes, that so, is very interesting. If you ever if you ever catch the movie, we'll have to add that one to the list. <laughs> But uh, but today we are talking about. Finally, we're talking about CQ by Kristen Radke, right? I've heard it pronounced Radke. Radke. Yes. That sounds good. I like that. Kristen Radke, and it's gonna be on my part a sort of experiment since since I finished it so long ago. I want to start with basically just what what I remember the most about it. Okay. And, I mean, I have I have some notes that I haven't looked at, but things that stuck out the most to me were her use of colors throughout, how each section had a very prominent color palette. But it was, it was usually one, like a blue or a purple or an orange, was the most used within that certain chapter. Mm-hmm. And the Harry Harlow monkey stuff. Like that, maybe it's because I was familiar a little bit with Harry Harlow before, and maybe if I didn't, couldn't remember his name, I knew the monkey experiments with the the cloth cloth mother and the cage mother. Yeah. Um, but those two things stuck out the most. So. It is so interesting that you mentioned color, because I did not focus on the colors at all. Oh really? Well, I guess we should say it is a. It's told. It's presented as a graphic novel. Yes, it is um, a graphic novel. It is sort of an essay. I didn't see it that way. My my views are completely different. <laughs> and what you got? So the title "Seek You" is derived from the um, from ham, ham radio Argo Argo of the letter C and Q. And she describes a CQ call as a reaching outward and attempt to make a connection across a wavelength with someone you've never met. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. But, um, well, did you enjoy it? Um, How would you rate it? I said this is, there's been some time in between mm-hmm. reading it and, 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 and 
end this discussion. I'd still, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Oh, really? Because, because at the time it was very fascinating, and this I liked the style, and it, it was, it wasn't just information, and it wasn't just her thoughts. It was a blending of of the two, um, but like I said, other than the colors. It didn't, I guess. Which I didn't notice. <laughs> it didn't. I guess it didn't stick with me as much as I, I thought it would, because it's been it's been a minute since, since I last read it. So. But I, I did. I did enjoy it. I don't want to say that. I don't want it to seem like I didn't enjoy it. I just, don't know if I'd go be like everyone needs to read this book, mm-hmm. and I remember some some chapters being. More interesting than others, or more informative I don't remember what set it apart in my mind but I'd say four. Oh wow okay I am um, I did enjoy the book but my rating isn't as high mine is more between three and four stars okay I figured you I figured you'd be higher than that um it just seems so so dark and contemplative that I did enjoy it but there there are reasons why I why I am choosing three and four stars well first of all I really liked some of the things that she brought up and discussed in the book but I almost feel like I would have preferred it in just a regular book form just because um, she meandered too quickly and often between subjects that that she could have delved more deeply into if it was in book form. So you mean more more words or just in a diff- take the same exact words in a different format? Or I think more words because she jumped around a lot and it just seems like she didn't really have a chance to explore the very interesting topics because it was a it's a graphic novel. And, um, well, maybe this is an unfair comparison, but I was thinking of The Lonely City. Not sure. What's? By Olivia Liang, I think. Not Liang. familiar with it. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I thought that we, we talked about that in, in the past, but I just didn't really think that it, um, it really works in graphic novel form. Oh, see, I thought it was an interesting way to, especially since she used, like, actual, like, newspaper. She redrew, like, newspapers and, um, oh, the, uh, the, the reports from the Harlow reports. Mm-hmm. She used, uh, she recreated actual, actual, uh, objects. So, I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed the drawings, but I, I just thought that she, she uh, skimmed over just a lot too much. Right. Well, for uh, my taste. I was gonna say, if you like just the just the words, I was surprised that it's, it's an audio book, and it just seemed weird to me <laughs> when I yes. saw that it existed in audio book form. In the sense that that I feel like the the pictures were very important to how she presented the the uh, thoughts information. I don't. I don't know how I would. What's the word I'm looking for? How she presented the. How she made the book. 
You think the illustrations added to the book. Right, yeah. And it, plus, if you're, if you're going to... If you set out to make a graphic novel, it just seems weird to have an audio book version of... I mean, you can't, you can't just read it as a book without the illustrations, mm -hmm. and I, that's, all, that's why it mm -hmm. exists. Um, and not everyone can read it in the way it's presented, but just it just struck me, just struck me as, as interesting that I don't know of any other graphic novel that has an audio book. I've never seen it before, so maybe that's, maybe that's why it struck me so, so as unique. Unique. Did you get to listen to it? I did not. I did not. I don't know. I don't remember where I saw it. I was looking up something, and I saw there was an audiobook version. But it might be. It might be an interesting, interesting thing to to go back and, and just listen to it without the images and see if yeah. see if her uh, arguments hold up. Mm -hmm. So. So you didn't think that the graphic novel was too meandering? Maybe. Like what? I said, it's been it's been a minute. Since, since I've read it, but maybe, maybe that's what I, maybe we are saying the same thing in different ways. So you said it was meandering, and I said that certain chapters didn't stand out as much. So okay. maybe those chapters, those pieces, like when she started, I remember her talking about her family history a little bit. I know that there, there was a dad in a garage, maybe, but it, maybe it just didn't keep diving in like you're saying maybe it meandered quickly off of that and that's why it's not sticking in my mind as clearly as the monkey stuff essentially so i guess would you agree that this book is a study of our need for connection and touch and perhaps vulnerability stemming from that i guess well when you mean you mean touch it's more of like a like a figurative, because I ain't going around just like poking people. <laughs> I don't want people poking me. <laughs> like random hugs in the street. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to mention um, <clears throat> that it's, it's interesting that we are discussing a, a book about loneliness. But then again, it's, it's so complex because it... Uh, like everything else, it's not as simple as it sounds. Right. It's um, not it's not but, black and white, it's also greenish gray, orange, purple, blue <laughs> and tan. Those were the colors. <laughs> <wrote them down>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, and I was gonna actually ask, is is loneliness more about proximity, you know, like the presence or nearness of others or the ability or inability to connect? I feel, for me, it's more about being able to connect with other people. I'd say that too. Because, I mean, you can still, I'm sure everyone's, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's felt this way. I'm sure it's more common. But mm -hmm. you can go, let's say, let's for example, you go to a party or a gathering, and you can still feel lonely, surrounded by large groups of people. That's exactly what I was <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I would, I would agree that it's, 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 it's less just being around, or you can be around somebody that you don't like, and maybe that could still lead to a certain a, a certain feeling of loneliness. Just because you're with someone doesn't mean doesn't mean that you're not lonely. And if you can be around people you love and still at times just feel feel that way, and it's 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 normal. It's not. 
I don't think it's a negative thing unless it's pushed to excess like the monkeys or when she talks about um, how loneliness can potentially lead to aggression. Because there was a section about the, the shooters. I remember the newspapers. I don't remember all her points, but it was something like how loneliness somehow could lead to aggression. I remember that. I remember that being one of her theses, theses, <laughs> statements, mm-hmm. thing. I don't to me, though, that she um, didn't explore the um, the uh, feeling connected and being understood. In the aggression section or overall? Aspect. I mean, just in general. General. Uh, and, and just more on proximity or the closeness of others in general. So you're saying this book left you lonely because you didn't <laughs> connect with it. Boom. Maybe. <laughs> okay. And we we cannot let this discussion end without talking about professional cuddlers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wanted I wanted I wanted to go, I wanted to look that up. Like I just I wanted to see. Oh, now I got to do it. No, I've totally forgot. I something. I actually did, and I thought, is there really such a thing? Because it almost seems like it's a tame word for... Right, right, right. <laughs> but um, from what I read about it, it is um, it doesn't have a sexual component right, to it. Right, right, right. But can you imagine that as your profession? I'm a professional cuddler. <laughs> I mean, me, me personally? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just got so caught up on this point. I I just couldn't believe it. But I get I, I get why it exists. I mean, that's why other services that involve more than cuddling exist. I mean, it it's not supposed to, but let's get real. It, it does. And then that's why there's also like let's even say let's even say something like like all the dating apps, you know. Like it, it makes sense why why something sometimes you just sometimes you just want to cuddle. I don't <laughs> maybe, maybe not me, but but so you know it yeah. all, all kinds of people. So so I guess that's what I was referring to when I mentioned touch earlier. Okay, just how people feel feel the need for that other uh, person's right physical touch. Well, sometimes sometimes you do. I mean, could you sometimes when you, you're experiencing certain emotions, like a simple gesture from a loved one, even if it's just like a like a simple pat or or a full blown hug can can really change can really change how that emotion is affecting you. It can it can teeter it one way or the other. Like like the baby monkeys. You know, they just wanted to they just wanted to hang on to something warm even though it had no other no other benefit. So I I don't know I, maybe the maybe also the Harlow stuff stuck out because I I found that the probably the most fascinating fascinating section of the entire entire book. I I definitely agree with you. But I felt so bad, and then the way she drew like the little baby monkey in the bottom of that hole, like I felt so bad for that little. I mean, granted, it led to some important discoveries in you know psychology, but at the same time, just the poor little baby monkey. Yes, I feel so bad for it. And I guess so we, we can just uh, 
talk now about Harry Harlow. So he was a psychologist who basically performed cruel experiments on monkeys in the 1950s to debunk the prevailing belief that children shouldn't be physically coddled. Right. And um, what an interesting thought, even before that. That's up yeah. there with like bloodletting. Like, let me get rid of this headache. <laughs> slash, like. <laughs> well, I mean, so after reading about him, and he was quite troubled and depressed, right? Yeah, that was an interesting. That was interesting too. That that he he was in his own way very lonely, mm-hmm. but maybe he felt it so strongly that's why he had to learn about it. Maybe it was. That's what I was thinking too. So I couldn't help but wonder if he was projecting his his anxiety and fear on um, on the monkeys. Yeah, I almost that's what I was leaning towards saying, but I didn't want to quite word it that way because it just seems so like not evil, but just so. But don't you think his experiments were quite cruel? I thought they were. They were, and they 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 got it, but. As his life got spun worse and worse for himself personally, the I guess he needed to know why he was feeling this way. So the experience, mm-hmm. so as life became more cruel to him, in his opinion, he became more cruel to the monkeys in order to learn why he was feeling. So it's this, it's a cycle that, and like I said, even though these experiments couldn't be done again today, we still have that information mm-hmm. and. We, we, we learned a lot from it, and you okay. know, for better, for better or worse, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not saying I want to condone it, but yeah. Do you remember that he um, called one of his vertical chambers in, in an experiment, the pit of despair? Yeah, wasn't that the picture with the the monkey in the bottom? Yeah. No, the poor little monkey. Just the way she drew it, I just, I, I still see it. I still yeah. see that little, poor little, <laughs> poor Did little you? monkey. Didn't you feel it as well, though? Yeah. I did. Totally, totally felt that. And were you moved at all uh, during the section um, where, when she told her friends that she was writing a book about loneliness, they they um, listed the times and instances? Yeah. But I mean, any, any. When they felt most lonely? We could probably bring people just in here and be like, you know, say a time you felt lonely and something will, something will, it's like, just like saying, tell me a time that you laughed so hard you cried. Like, I'm sure <laughs> most people have had those experience. Or, you know, tell me a time that you were hungry. You know, it's just, it's a normal human. So it's, it's like, it's like sadness. Like sometimes you, if we didn't have it, we wouldn't be human, I guess. We wouldn't. Oh no, I agree. We wouldn't know the opposites of things. Mm-hmm. So by knowing loneliness, we can also know companionship, I guess. I don't know, but that sounded good. It sounded like it might mean something. Did any of of the ones that you read uh, stand out at all? I don't remember. I remember. I remember how she did it. I remember the style, the visual style, mm-hmm. um, with the faces and the the the. the words yeah you know but uh i don't remember as soon as you mention one it'll come back mm-hmm. but i don't know why this one stands out i mean just it's not um but there's just something so so heartbreaking about it to me the um 
one person who said that when he was in seventh grade, he uh, planned a birthday party. And, oh, yeah. And only one person came. There's just something so heartbreaking about a child expecting. Oh. <laughs> no, you're, you're totally right, though. I mean, I... I I don't know why that makes me so sad. Because it is sad. It's, <laughs> it's very sad. I mean, that's... But, I mean, so that happened when he was younger, but obviously he still... He has at least one friend, and Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, that's, that, that felt sad because it, it is very sad. Yes. Oh, yeah, I... The sections. She did the science of loneliness, the psychology of loneliness, and that tied in with the gun violence and the aggression. Mm -hmm. And then the loneliness of social media, and then the loneliness of companionship. And I don't remember what that last one actually was. The loneliness of companionship? That's how I wrote it. I don't remember. Um, what was the last section? Well, I... Was touch. The cuddlers. <laughs> touch, and it was tan, and it was... It was, uh, it talked about, that's when the cuddlers came up, I think. So maybe that's why I wrote it that way. So it wasn't just, she was just like, just broad strokes of loneliness. She tried to tie it into something that was current, I guess. Especially with, with everyone being the lockdown and the social media and the, the increase of violent acts going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you could tie every single violent act to loneliness but but she did she did make some interesting points about it that aren't coming to me but I remember at the time being like okay I, I see what you're trying to say mm -hmm. or I see what you are saying um but I said it just I guess I guess overall a lot of it just didn't didn't stick as hard in my 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 mind mm -hmm. but wouldn't say that's not a reason to read it I think I think it I think it was well done, and I, I did enjoy it mm -hmm. for what it was. Mm -hmm. What did you think of um, Vivek Murthy's uh, statement that the most prevalent health issue in America is isolation? And he was a former sur Surgeon General, by the way. Right. I just don't know if I agree with that. Well, in a, in a way, like, so I don't remember where that was worded in it, but I did jot down how she she would s show certain things and one one of the images that kind of stuck out was there's the apartment building on the outside oh. and you're looking through the windows and everyone's by themselves watching tv so they're all doing the same thing but maybe that's what he's that's one of the things that he's the the surgeon general um was uh implying that so we can we can all come to work and talk about whatever we all collectively viewed but we still potentially watched it by ourselves so that connection at the time isn't happening or something I don't know I'm not I'm not this profound <laughs> I just think uh, it's it's not so much um, well it was more physical isolation during um, 2020 right but just in general I I just almost feel like it's it's uh, 
more mental in general just because people um, they're so focused on their uh, you know apps and phones right. so you have the connection maybe digitally but, but it's, just em- emotionally it, it it feels empty right well I mean plus plus a lot of a lot of social media in my opinion it's it's an act it's a performance you're you're putting it out there like like an actor on a stage so so even if it's true like you know look at my brand new car picture on something but it's it's still like you're still projecting this this seeking seeking attention in a way like an actor on mm-hmm. a stage i'd say cuz the actor wants you to focus on them as they deliver their lines so you post your picture of a car so you're wanting everyone to focus as you deliver this performative piece of your life that mm-hmm. you're, I don't know. I don't do a lot of the social medias, so. I don't either, but do you think it's more for for validation to put out a persona of, of yourself that you want others to right. see? Yeah. Like we're, we're slowly all becoming ads, basically. I mean, even this, this is basically an ad for this book. <laughs> I mean, we're telling people whether to read it or not, and that's what an advertisement does. I just personally think, um, so, so while I was reading it, I was trying to think of the difference between solitude and loneliness. And right. of course, you know, for me, um, solitude has a more positive right. connotation to it. I'm the same way. I, 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 like, I like being alone. But there is a point that it becomes like too much. Really? Well, yeah. <laughs> no. So like, so like, let's say, let's say, like, you know, let's say Colby goes out of town for a week mm-hmm. with the baby. <laughs> Daddy's week at home. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat junk food. I'm gonna watch bad movies. I'm gonna read trash. I'm not gonna. Care. But come, this is Monday. Kind of ride this wave to Wednesday. But come Thursday, I'm like, well, maybe she could. She should come home. I, I miss her. <laughs> That mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like so. There, mm-hmm. I, but I do, I do enjoy, I do enjoy, enjoy solitude. I just think that at a certain point, maybe it just becomes becomes too much. I mean, we're social creatures. We, mm-hmm. I think we forget that in a kind of uh, in a sort of way. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we started out with what packs and herds, oh, groups, yeah. tribes, other <laughs> other words for the mm-hmm. same thing. So, well. Um, I also think that if you had that companionship and then, you know, you you don't have it for a while, of course, you'll be missed after a certain yeah. time. Yeah. But, um, but it must, so it must be even harder when, let's say, you know, if there's like, if a loved one dies and now you're like, that's, that's, that's. It's all varying degrees of, of loneliness and how to deal with it and how to connect maybe just one of those maybe it all leads to one of those you know you don't know what the other person's dealing with so just just be nice because maybe you're the maybe you're the only interaction that person gets all day or all oh, week true. yeah so so i guess uh just um to sum it all up it's we we basically need each other in the end, I mean, just in general. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we we all do. I don't know why I wrote this down, but right here I have 
Kusama, parentheses, oh. did Joy know? Question mark. <laughs> I, can't, I, I remember it mentioned, I don't remember why I wrote it down like that, but. Loneliness is an important um, aspect. Actually, it seems like I've said that word several times in this. That's um, all right. I keep but, saying how interesting things are. <laughs> but yes, uh, she's one of my favorite artists. I don't know why I feel such a connection to her. <laughs> I don't know. But it's interesting that you uh, that you she mentions her in the book about the loneliness and how she was she she still lives. In yes. a psychiatric ward. Yes. But when you when you refer she chooses to, to right, and when you refer to her, you say you have a connection to her. So maybe that's why she makes these these artworks that are not just on a tiny canvas; they'll fill up a whole room. Like it's she over the top. I, I that's why I like her. She just goes big with things, and it's so and everything just repeats so much that mm-hmm. I find her I find her fascinating as well. Do you remember something called the coconut effect? I don't remember that. wrote it down, and now I don't know what it is. I don't remember that. I don't either. <laughs> but at the time, it struck me as interesting. Because, coconut effect. Because I wrote it down there. We'll have to look that Let's up. Let's give it a Google. Coconut effect. It's the part on the show where it's something that wouldn't normally have sound, but they add the sound effect. So it's like when the coconut falls on a head, it doesn't make a <laughs> sound, but they add that. Oh yeah, I thought I thought the TV stuff in the 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 laugh track was a uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just it's. Oh. I like how she used TV because it's TV and social media are so prevalent these days. Like you can't go anywhere without a show or. Like you said, an app of something. I mean, I'm just because I don't do a lot of social media. I still have them. Mm-hmm. Like I, ha- I don't get on them often, but they're there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so it's, it's just the fact that she incorporated so much, so much of this stuff that maybe it's. I mean, she kind of implied that it's leading to a lot of the loneliness people might be feeling. So, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the part about when she discussed um, how she used to sit in her room and listen to the, um, listen to Casey Kasem. Yeah, I used, I used to do that. I am so glad because I thought, oh my gosh, that brings back a lot of memories. And, and I just loved it too. Oh yeah. You probably don't remember Rebecca Stevens. She was on B98.5. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think I I lived here then. Okay. She had the most soothing voice and she played these romantic songs. <laughs> <laughs> you might find it out that I <laughs> like something like that, but but my guess so is was, I guess B ninety eight point five was a uh, like R and B station or no, like... it's um it's based out of Atlanta, I think. And just pop music. Okay. But, I mean, but Rebecca Stevens had this segment at night, of course, where she just played like just songs. I mean, it was very similar to Casey Kasem, but in a different way. So she talked more like this. Um, it wasn't sultry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
um, just very soothing, and and just, they just pick the most perfect person to wind down the day with. So it's just one of those people with just the the perfect voice kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but um, I am so glad that she discussed and included Casey Kasem because um, I really enjoyed that time too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you take your own radio into your room and then just listen to the long distance dedications? I don't remember the <clears throat> long distance dedication. I remember, I remember Casey Kasem. None of them. Mm mm. And I, I had this little. I mean, it's so. It's the same clock radio that like everyone has that little brown one with the red lights. Like, I'm sure, if you Google old clock radio, it, it looks it almost looked like fake wood, kind of. So ancient. <laughs> it's, that's that's what that's that's what I had. So I just have that on, and then just that's what that's the station I got. So I kind of got used to Casey Kasem. It's so funny because I did exactly what she did. I would take it to my room in my own little space. And and just listen to the songs, and um, and just wait for him to read out the long distance dedications, which were quite touching at times. Oh, see, I don't. They're, they're, those didn't. Those didn't stick with me. But also, you know, wasn't Casey Kasem shaggy? So maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he in Scooby Doo? I don't know. Speaking of, speaking of loneliness. <laughs> So this is going to be a, we're going to take a brief hiatus for for a month or so, about two months, about two months. Okay. Um, so we should be back around March 22nd and be done with the water margin and have that ready. Um, so I hope uh, people don't get lonely without our soothing voice. Soothing or sultry? I don't. I don't know what I sound. <laughs> I just almost wish your that voice that you depicted earlier was quite sultry. <laughs> 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 oh. <clears throat> but yeah. So we'll, it's not a. Hmm. Just a little. Just. Just a little break. Just taking a little break. Um, maybe maybe we'll have some surprises along the way. Maybe not. Maybe. Try to, I don't know. Try to dig into this water margin. It's not bad so far. It's so long, though. It's so long. But. Oh, I mean, I, I want to ask, but I know you're not going to answer. Worst thing I do is not answer. Do you like it as much? Not as much or more than Romance of the Three Kingdoms? You'll have to find out <laughs> March 22nd. Yeah, Casey Kasem played Shaggy. Really? Scooby-Doo. 